Jesus has my back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, finally, we can uncensored talk about our devout Christian beliefs. <laughs> no, we had to do an exorcism because we've been trying to record this episode for so long that we had to exorcise the demons and we all converted as three Jewish boys converted recently. And yeah, we're here to I talk know. to you about it. And Jesus Christ has my back. Yeah. Does he have yours? That's Oops, my question for you, audience back. member. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of got milk, it's got Christ. Got Christ. Wow. Mm, that's an ad campaign, you know? Remember that? So Christian most people would think Super that Bowl? like maybe our viewership would drop if we just kept talking about Jesus, but I'd like to believe that all of a sudden <laughs> we look at this episode and it's like skyrocket. Like, well, yeah, this I bet is it will. like what our niche is, you know? Do you guys think the Got Christ ad campaign would be like, you know how it's just like the bottom half of someone's face with a little milk mustache? I Mm. wonder if this would be like the bottom half of someone's face, but it's like a milk Jesus beard. Mm. Or it'd be the Uh, top half of their face and a little Ash Wednesday cross. Or (laughs) their hands. Walk me through that. Yeah, Uh, they have a nail through them. (laughs) And they're uh, bleeding milk? Mm. Uh, No. uh, Oh. They've been crucified, or they're <laughs> welcome to the Tough Cut Podcast. Right. I miss Hello you guys. Welcome back. I miss you guys so uh, much. We're the Tough Cut Podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Alex. I'm Jakers. And this is. <laughs> I was drinking water. I missed it. Jakers. <laughs> well, we can fix it in post. Jakers is- kind of sounds like you're like gargling on water anyway. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jakers. Jonas. Jonas. Um, I can't wait till I pitch the giver in a bracket. You guys are not prepared. <laughs> Before we get there, this is episode 97, part one of our Oscars bracket. Crazy. Um, yeah, crazy. Been, we do this talking every about this, year. We've been talking about this bracket for months, and we're finally getting to episode I mean, one. The hey, Oscars are what, next week? Just like the Oscars, they talk about it for months. Why can't we? Exactly. Which, if you want to know, guys, what we think will win, we got a little cheeky bonus episode where we told you exactly who we think are going to win. Yeah. And uh, if memory serves, we have a pretty good uh, track record. Track record. So, yeah. But um, so go listen to that episode if you want to talk about the actual stinky Oscars. But if you want to talk about the uh, third most important award show in all of Hollywood, that is the Tough Cut podcast Oscar bracket mm-hmm, coming mm-hmm. at you in today's episode. Uh, we've got Everything Everywhere All at Once versus Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Um, then in the back half of the episode, we've got Marcel Shell with Shoes On yes! uh, versus Banshees <laughs> of Sheeran. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. I mean, like, look, this is one of my, like, favorite times of the year for the Tough Cut podcast because I love forcing my friends to talk about the movies of, like, last year. And they, like, I love forcing my friends to talk about movies, but, like, part of what what this was, starting this podcast, was me being like, can someone please care about my opinions about this small little animated movie that no one saw? (laughs) Please? Can someone please? Um... So I'm very excited, and I'm willing to get right into it. I can introduce our first movie. Go for it. But Um, I will say beforehand, spoiler warning, we will be spoiling these movies. Um, And they literally came out last year, so if you don't want them spoiled, we do encourage you to watch. These are like what we feel are like Oscar-nominated movies, so... Um, so on top of the spoilers as well, we like to throw out content warnings because we do encourage you to watch along, especially these ones because they came out so recently. If you're going to watch Banshees of Inishirin, uh, there is depictions or, uh, speaking, uh, spoken, spoken implications of (laughs) self-harm and sexual assault. So if you're particularly sensitive to that, uh, we encourage you to, you know, you can skip that one if you want. That's totally fine. Or prepare yourself how you would prepare yourself in everyday life. Uh, but without further ado, I'm ready to introduce the first movie, guys, if you're ready. Go for it. Please do. Okay. Everything. Everywhere. All at once. Directed by the Daniels, um, as they so call themselves. Um, it is a story about, uh, Evelyn, who is our, you know, main protagonist as she uh, is filled with overwhelming life. You know, she has taxes due. They, she has like her daughter and she doesn't approve of her daughter's wave and it's a strain in their relationship. And she, her husband, they're like out of love. And what do you do with that? And they own this laundromat that could be failing 
all these things all at once uh, combines into what happens, a multiversal story. It's the multiverse. So basically these realities come crashing down um, and she has to tap into her multiple Evelyns, what could have been, and kind of rebuild her family and her life and save the universe. Um, And that's really scratching the surface. Look, usually for an Oscar bracket, uh, I try to pick films that didn't get nominated or at least didn't get nominated in a lot of categories that I feel should have. Or, you know, there's a lot of movies that get nominated and like no one talks about them because like no one saw them and they're like, why do we care about this movie? Um, And I love to be like, I'll tell you why. Um, for this one, it's getting a lot of love. I'll just say it right now. This episode will come out before the Oscars happen. I do think it will win best picture. I'm hoping it does. If it doesn't, it's going to win a slew of awards, at least the leading actor. Like it's going to win a lot. Um, and some people are like, oh, well then why did, you know, you boost it up on this podcast? I still think that this film, no matter how much people are talking about it, is so important to talk about. I think that it is such a fun, original movie that's up and people are talking about it. It's a front runner for such a big category and it's so exciting. I was like, haven't been this excited about a movie that's caught like the zeitgeist of people since like Parasite. And I'm just, I'm just excited about it. It, it tells so many great stories, stories about immigrants, stories like it's so wacky. It's so like stupid. It's so funny. And I just think this kind of genre of film existing is such a beautiful thing and showcasing that original films are still mm, beautiful baby and can really impact a lot of people's lives. So no matter what, I wanted to talk about it. So that's my pitch. Uh, I'm also very excited because these two didn't see it before. And boy, oh boy, am I excited to hear what you guys think. Matthew, take it away. Um, So this was a movie when it came out, uh, was essentially immediately met with a barrage of recommendations um, from basically everyone who saw it was like, I think you'd really like this. And it turns out I really liked it. Hell yeah. Oh, Jesus. I'm like, I'm so scared. I'm so scared every time. Um, Yeah, it is a particular brand of kind of off the wall that I think you don't typically see get a lot of love from Hollywood, Mm -hmm. um, which is part of the reason it is so awesome that it has gotten so much love. Um, It's a great movie. It is a ton of fun. Like, it's like one part, like action movie with like deep veins of like kung fu action movie specifically yeah, they did their choreography um, dude yeah exactly a, a huge piece comedy and then a huge piece like touching like family character study-ish sort of thing mm-hmm. um i yeah i i enjoyed this a lot how about you, Alex? Oof, thank God. All right, one of two, <laughs> one of two. Let's go, let's go. Uh Jake, no need to worry. I loved it. Uh right off the bat. Uh, yeah. This movie is stunning in so many different ways. Um it it brings so much to the table, like Matt mentioned, and like you mentioned earlier, like it's a movie, kind of like a cheeky, interesting sci-fi concept that like normally is kind of shunned by the Academy in Hollywood. And so it's like very nice to see it get so much attention and so much love on top of, you know. Um, a, a diverse cast that we don't typically see like so many incredible things about this movie. Um, so many great names, so many unknown names. It's great to see key back uh, mm-hmm. in a movie after, you know, everyone probably remembers him as being what short was the character short, round. Like short, short round short in round, yeah. temple of doom, which is absolutely wild. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, this is a phenomenal movie. Great pick. Um, I, I remember when it first came out, like Matt, you specifically, Jake, were like, you need to see this movie. And I was like, eh, he'll put it in a bracket eventually. Uh, and lo and behold, you did. And here we are. He he did say the bracket he was going to put it in would be the Oscars bracket for yeah, this did. year. I said it so. like as soon as I saw it. I was like, guys, I, yeah. I will be putting it. He's like, like I've got an it. Oscars talk. <laughs> I've called um, it. Yeah. And here we are basically an entire year later. Yeah, uh, from that uh, that Oscars lock and because wild it came out like almost a year ago, which that's another slog. Like usually, films that get released around this time do not get talked about in the Oscar contention. This is kind of yeah. a dead zone. Um, so, which I, I think, not to get into it too too yeah. much, but I think one of the things that's been really interesting is it started to it, it like 
obviously goes through the middle portion of the year and a lot of the buzz naturally kind of falls off any film Mm -hmm. that's released first half, which Mm -hmm. makes it an uphill battle to award season. Yeah. I think what was really interesting is like once it was like reintroduced to the zeitgeist and started to like roll a couple of award shows and really build up some momentum, it is like back on everyone's plate maybe even more Mm -hmm. so than it was when it like was first released that also could be by the nature of being (laughs) a movie podcaster um, that's very true (laughs) i i'm like more connected to that side of the zeitgeist than the average person no my Um, favorite um tweet about this movie that i've ever seen is from a letterbox user and like it was a screenshot of it and they were like love this movie until film Twitter tells you to hate it. (laughs) And that was a year, that was a year ago. And then a couple like, you know, months ago, people were like now picking it apart. It's like, Oh, what's wrong with the Oscar picks of like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And people just kept replying with the image of that letterbox review. And it was (laughs) really, really good. And and I loved, I love revisiting this movie. I've seen it now, I think five times, um, like three times in theaters and, you know, once for this podcast and once just because I wanted serotonin. And uh, yeah, I just love it. So that that's my pick. Wonderful. Let's, but it's, it's up really against good. something. So let's yeah. picture it. It yeah. sure is. It's out. Uh, it's up against Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, uh, released in 2022, directed by Ryan Johnson. This is a Netflix one that they put in theaters for like a week, and Jake and I saw it in theaters together we saw during it together. that week, which is crazy. That gets a lot of points, dude. I, 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 yeah, that gets a like, lot. What a fun! Like I was in New Orleans visiting my family texted jake like hey want to meet up and he was like hey want to go see a movie and i was like knives out i haven't uh, seen a we movie went. with you guys in years well when we go to and do a solder day <laughs> well we go to antarctica <laughs> where your secret base yeah is. We, oh <laughs> and then you guys get to watch knives out uh our glass onion and knives out mystery versus you come to my house and then i force you to watch every <laughs> saw movie and spiral <laughs> honestly i might get the same feeling you never know there there's a that's true, that's um, true. What, this what, movie, what is this movie about uh there's a bunch of friends uh one of them's a billionaire and he has a bunch of friends who have become successful in their own industries he invites them all to his house uh and someone dies and also um daniel craig and doing a horrible cajun accent is there as benoit blanc um but it's iconic uh and then the mystery is turned on its head and then art burns um i picked this movie because i didn't see that many movies this year (laughs) terrible (laughs) opener I hate the deja vu I get every time I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. I just did this whole eloquent, like, oh, I love talking about movies and force my friends. I love talking. And God, Alex, I didn't Jesus see that many movies, Christ. so I didn't have a lot yeah, of options. I mean, that, that is Jesus true, Christ. but I also do think, like, I do like this movie quite a bit, and I think it's very good. And I think. No, it, it, it's. I'm a- getting flashbacks to Jungle Cruise. Like, I just can't. Like- <laughs> At least I watched this movie before I picked it. <laughs> that was um, wild that was yeah wild. No, this is a fair inclusion yeah. i think it's just very funny to open your argument mm-hmm. like your preamble with that um i like that they did the whole like oh we're gonna release it in theaters a theatrical release so that way it can be like in contention for the award season and it's yeah. basically like not getting any attention right which mm-hmm. is sick as hell very cool very cool academy um star-studded cast i think great performances all around um, every time I see Dave Batista in something new, I'm like, wow, wait, this guy's actually a good actor and it's he's, great. He's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just really enjoyed this. I love a murder mystery. Uh, that'd be a fun idea for a bracket, except we're blowing all the good ones. Um, bring it back. Baby. There's a lot oh, of murder true. mysteries. Ooh. Um, but Look yeah, I just, I really had a good time with this one. Uh, thought it's a good one. It, sequels don't usually get a lot of attention during, uh, Mm-hmm. the oscars so yeah here we are mm-hmm. um matt what do you think about this one um yeah so love the first knives out um and ryan johnson back again making me want to beat him up because he's <laughs> so very good at writing murder <laughs> mysteries what the hell that's like the highest compliment matthew can give whenever he's like i'm gonna fucking punch you in the face i'm like oh he loves me like, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hit you in your stomach so yeah hard. but it's always yeah it's always something very specific he's like i'm gonna peel well, your skin, way, you bitch. the way the like, way he okay, says well. it it's almost like there's a romantic tone to it it's not like a threat yeah. it's like a mm-hmm. a promise yeah it, and i can know like, for i can attest to that actually that 100 100 percent um the sordid evenings we've had together aside mm-hmm. um i thought this movie was really fun 
Um, I personally think I prefer the original Knives Out a little bit over this one, um, but I also think that this one is great. Um, Daniel Craig, Benoit Blanc is just... I could watch a thousand movies with it's that so man. Good. Just so solving funny. mysteries, tromping his way through things. Um, and I also like that this one sort of... I don't want to say plays with the formula of a traditional murder mystery a little bit, um, but it it is, I think, in a little bit more intentionally subversive, yeah. Um, which is really, really fun. Um, yeah, overall, I, this was a, a very fun movie. Ryan Johnson continues to frustrate me with how good he is at writing <laughs> whodunits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, The Last Shot I was my favorite whodunit. I, yeah, how did that <laughs> be so bad? <laughs> <laughs> who did it? Who who, who made Star I Wars guess, bad? Who did I it? guess he did Knives Out, but then also did Last Jedi, and he also did Looper. Yeah, we don't talk about Looper. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Jake, go ahead. Go ahead. What do you, what do you think of this one? I mean, Looper's like a fine movie. <laughs> it is a fine movie. Like, I, I actually it. just confused it with Jumper, but I actually didn't <laughs> yes, stand by. That is the same thought that crossed my head. I, I do and then I was stand like, by what wait I said. a minute. Yeah. No, Looper's the Bruce Willis one, not yeah. the Hayden Christensen one. Yeah, yeah. Didn't we talk, <laughs> same same person, didn't we talk really, about Jumper same like three episodes ago or something? I don't want to, guys, 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 guys. 17 (laughs) minutes in and have barely introduced the second movie. (laughs) Uh, I, 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 I mean, again, points for seeing this movie with one of the boys. And I was so happy because, you know, more and more as streaming progresses in our world, uh, they're going to be doing these things where they release a movie in a very small window, especially a smaller movie where they don't think it'll have good box office, but they want to contend it because it could win an Oscar. So this is going to happen a lot, and I'm very glad to catch the movies when I do get to catch them. And this was this was a great example of it. It was it was a very fun time. Uh, I think I, I definitely grew Matthew. The first one I think is is the better one, and I think I I liked it more. Uh, but this was it, it was just fun. I I have my issues with it, but at the same time, like look, the writing's good. Ryan Johnson's having fun time. You can tell everyone's having fun. Some performances are really, really good. You know, some they phone it in and but it still works at the same time. Like it's oh no, they're just fun movies. And and like like everyone says, I can watch a million of these fucking Benoit Mm -hmm. Blanc mysteries like that. That is a good thing. It's a good thing. Trying to revitalize a genre of film that is very hard to write well. Um, in the whodunit so i'm i'm all in on the knives out and it's interesting because yeah it didn't get too much love in the oscars but it got it's for a best adapted screen like screenplay which is going to be you know like that is good for it i think if you're saying that the writing's consistently good especially on this sequel that's good for what Mm -hmm. it will be um Mm -hmm. i couldn't really think of another category that i could think of where i probably would have nominated i bet it could have been in Um, one of the supporting actor or actress categories at least i can maybe see janelle monet maybe but um i think that supporting actress was a particularly like goaded uh pretty section having now seen everything everywhere is pretty okay yeah you guys get it now okay so when we did when i have to segue (laughs) because when we did our oscar predictions they still hadn't seen the movie and i'm just like i don't know how you guys aren't realizing like the fucking gravity of these performances that are so that's good anyway but it's it's just really good uh but let's compare them these are two just off the bat fun movies Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's so exciting to see. Also, I mean, it's reflective of the tough cut. We love having fun uh, most of the yeah. time watching these movies. And so we want to applaud fun movies. But I think both of them are fairly successful this year. And I, I love that, you know, film is getting to a place where, you know, we don't just nominate the stuffy drama wars uh, or, you know, stuff like that, like Oscar Beatty stuff. We just want to have fun. And I think that's super important. And I like that. That is one of the most wild things to me about the like overwhelming love for everything everywhere is it is like it's a very fun but also a very weird yeah. movie. Weird. The fact that we very well may have a Oscar best picture winner where there is a a a scene where a <laughs> man takes a statue straight into the rectum. <laughs> yeah, it's the butt plug. Um, it's, it's the butt. I, I, I think that would you know, that would uh, of the month. <laughs> 
<laughs> that would kill a man from 1920, <laughs> like yeah, 1920 cinema. Orson Welles is somewhere like, oh my god. <laughs> turning in his grave like literally yeah um which is just so wild um so the the sentiment of like it being a fun year for good movies or a good year for fun movies (laughs) both both are true both are true um i i I think is a very true statement in terms of comparing these trying to think of where a good place to start is uh I, i guess kind of bridging the strong supporting cast that we have in both of them Mm -hmm. Um, or even tying into your comment, Jake on someone phoning it in because the cast of glass onion is very small. So I, I I would be curious who you in particular amongst that supporting cast, or even if you think it's Daniel Craig. (laughs) No. Okay. But here's the thing. It, It, if you watch it, it seems like he is, but he's totally not because he's playing that character. That character is just always phoning yeah. it in. Yeah, you know? for sure. <laughs> like, like Benoit Block is like when he's like no, in I, the. It's like a, a romper suit with the short legs, and oh, he's like tiptoeing oh. across the path through. In the, it's good. so good. Yeah, I would hang great. out with him. Yeah. No, I would say the phone ins for me. I just think. Edward Norton mm-hmm. is just kind of playing himself, and I think it's kind of I I think it's boring casting, honestly. I know mm-hmm. people love Edward Norton and like it's like fine or whatever, and I get honestly why they cast him because he is like kind of an asshole and he could play the Elon Musk type. That's fine. Um, I just think you could have had someone more fun, and I think they would have had a greater time with the role. Like that whole scene at the end, and again, sorry spoilers, uh, where like you know they revealed that he was setting it up it's edward norton and he's just kind of like everyone's smashing shit and whatever and he's just kind of sitting there being an asshole i i didn't really i feel like you could have way more fun with it and are you not um yeah you're not a fan of edward norton uh it's hard to say i know he's a good actor sometimes but then sometimes he just seems like an asshole and i'm just like i i don't know where to put you like i loved him in birdman but then again he played you know what i actually i watched birdman two nights ago and he is such an asshole in that movie. He's such an asshole. Yeah. And it's like, you know, he played like American History X, which is Jesus Christ, if you haven't seen that movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> content warnings galore for that movie. Uh, literally everything oh, in the book for my. that movie. Oh, yeah. But he's just like a little bit too good at those roles. And so I'm like, I don't think I like you. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't think I could be around you without being called a slur. You know, I just... I don't know. That's the vibe he gives me. I, I also think Kate Hudson didn't really give like an inspired performance. It's Kate Hudson. She can act. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I kind of feel that one. But a maybe bit. it was just like she didn't like. There's a lot of characters, so they you know didn't have as much to do. It's just like you have Dave Batista have being having a grand old time and Janelle Monae putting in like double mm-hmm. time. True, um, literally. Um, <laughs> and you know, Daniel Craig's doing great. Even like, I, I liked the, the assistant to Kate Hudson. I thought she had great feral energy, yeah. uh, you know, shit like that. Whereas in everything everywhere, I think every supporting cast like gives like 110, 112%, like getting Jenny Slate randomly, who's, uh, in this bracket twice, uh, shout out Jenny Slate. Uh, she yeah, made it point. literally versus on the other side of today's episode um you know she randomly comes and gives it everyone who did like the the butt plug people like they gave it all the raccoonie dude uh from glee he gave it all like everyone just gives it all like so much and like yeah so so for me if you're comparing like the supporting performances i just think it's very clear that some people are like this is a big name and uh we're in the new Ryan Johnson knives out and that's enough. And honestly it is because Ryan Johnson's good, but I think you could still give more and that's what everything everywhere mm. does. If that makes sense. I, I do think that's one of the kind of fascinating things um, in everything everywhere is um, I mean, even you mentioned it talking about glass onion, Alex, the cast is fairly star studded. Like these are very, very large name actors. Um, not that that's like a value judgment, um, mm-hmm. By comparison, though, everything everywhere outside of really uh, Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. um, and uh, I guess technically 
um, like James people, Hong to a certain extent. Yeah, James Hong for sure. Um, uh, and like Jenny Slate is recognizable, yeah. but in the I mean, smaller scene, you know? Yeah, I mean, of the like primary supporting right. cast, like Ki Hua Huan has not been like a terrifically relevant actor in like 20 years. Mm-hmm. And Stephanie Sue, um, she did Broadway. Did, yeah. yeah did. It was be more chill. Like, I don't know, man, you know, like yeah. that is, they literally got like YouTubers to do their fight videos, like old YouTubers who would do fight choreography. And that's how they did like the is that true. <laughs> yes. That's it was a, it was so a cool. YouTube. I don't remember the channel. I mean, um, what? You could look it up, but like it's literally old YouTubers they collaborated with because they did the L- LMFAO videos, wow. music videos, the Daniels, and oh. they collaborated. Yeah, right, dude. The more you look up about that this movie, is like it's a treasure. Makes trip. like perfect sense. It makes sense. It's like, like the 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 energy. Um, Party Rock Anthem. Yeah, I, I feel like that takes place in the Everything Everywhere. All at once <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, but yeah, they they would (laughs) would have the contribution there, Alex. Thanks for the probably, (laughs) probably. Yeah, Uh, it it just feels like a treasure trove of people who just genuinely mm -hmm. wanted to be there and gave their everything for like a two second thing. And uh, love that. Love that energy in a film. Look, I know how I'm voting. I know we haven't talked about these movies very much, but I know which movie I want to talk about more, and it's the one that I'm voting for, and I'm pretty sure that's the one that's going to move on to. So I'm down to, like, slide right through, get going on our next conversation, because, like, I already know what I want to do this time. Damn. (laughs) Alex always comes in with this shit. Like, he always is like, guys, I know what I'm doing. You guys should get your shit together. (laughs) I think I know what I'm voting for. I'm pretty sure you guys know what you're voting for, too, and I think spoilers. Yeah. We're all going to agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I still love talking. No, about yeah. I mean, Knives Out is a great movie. Damn, the man just came out and uh, said no, it. I mean, Glass Onion's really good. I really like, it's a star-studded cast, but I think it's also like half really, really famous people and then half kind of like up-and-coming famous people like Leslie Odom Jr. from... Uh, famous from yeah, Hamilton from is Hamilton. like obviously an upcoming guy. Uh, he was in um uh this is the show called Central Park. It's an animated TV show. I think mm. that's him. Um, you know, Dave mm. Batista I think is like pretty famous, but he's still like kind of up and coming too. Um, you know, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of really good talent in here. It's a great movie. I think a lot of the performances are really phoned in in a good way. Um, I think like it does some great stuff with like cinematography, comparing shots to like famous pieces of art yeah you know? oh my god they they they're so good at like giving you the whole story right away and yeah sort of like looking back and stuff it's really interesting the way they shoot the it's really good amount of signposting that ryan johnson manages to achieve essentially telling you exactly what this is yeah. going to be even from like the literal title of the mm-hmm. film mm-hmm. like it is the appearance of something which has many layers but you can see right through yeah of course it's going to be the fucking billionaire <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, um, it, it is wild what that man can achieve in terms of, again, like writing a yeah. whodunit. It's I, I feel like I cannot understate how incredible it, it truly is from my perspective. Yeah, no, like I, I think that Glass Look, Onion is it's, great. It's so um, smart. It does so many good things. But at the end of the day, I think there is something so unique and so incredible and something that I just want to keep talking about with everything everywhere all at once. So that's the movie that I'm going to vote for. I'm not even going to beat around the bush. I'm voting for it as well. Everything um, everywhere. To yeah, be, I'm to also be voting for everything everywhere all at um, once. It's just so good. No, no disrespect it's to Glass Onion. Really like good. I put it in this bracket, but everything everywhere all at once like mm-hmm. deserves all the attention that it's getting. And if you haven't seen it yet, please go watch it. Is that there so are so good? many good bits. Like the only thing in the movie that we really spoiled was this butt plug moment, which is so small. There are so many mm-hmm. good moments in this movie. Yeah, the butt plug's pretty big. <laughs> it's pretty big. Arguably. Um, it's the, the main piece of an entire yeah, fight true. scene. Um, it's so good. Uh, with that, um, everything everywhere all at once advances. Um, jumping to the other side of the bracket, I'll go ahead and introduce Banshees of Inshiran. Banshees of Inchirin, or I guess the Banshees of Inchirin, technically. Thank you, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Disgusting. God, um, do you release. do you love cinema? Do you? Love- <laughs> um, uh, 
Uh, no, this is just for the paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> we get paid so much. Zero. Um, released in 2022, directed by Martin McDonough. We've got <clears throat> Jesus. Uh, Colin Farrell. We do have and... Jesus. We talked about it in the first half of this episode. <laughs> Covered in uh, We've got Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson mm-hmm. playing uh, Patrick and Colin. Um, two lifelong friends that have a sudden and abrupt schism uh coming from one side um and essentially the film follows the consequences of that decision poses questions of what it means to live a valuable life um with the time that you have uh and it is all sort of framed to the backdrop of or as an allegory for the irish civil war mm-hmm. is a pretty concise uh it's summary good. of good. this film you did good you did good um as far as why I put this in the bracket, um, I love uh, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. Um, in Bruges is um, great movie, such a spectacular film. And seeing the two of them sort of returning to a black comedy, it's like, oh, yeah, I got to see that. This movie takes a, a much more. It's still very, I think, at least in my opinion, very funny, uh, but takes a much more serious tone with most of mm-hmm. what it is kind of discussing. It is through and through an Irish film, um, which is awesome to see. And I think just has a number of incredible performances from its principal cast to its supporting actors as well. And just is like a really deep character study into like the psyche of its lead characters, but then also has like this great allegorical value as well, which is something I just eat up. With that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jake, what do you think of this one? Man, oh man, this is uh, actually the matchup I've dreaded the most out of uh, our whole Oscars matchup um, because both these movies um, I like absolutely fell in love with uh, watching them, and it wasn't even like right away for both of them. It was like when I sat with them, and I was just like, man, what I just saw like felt really special. Um, but specifically talking about Banshees. Um, the more I sat with this one out of all of the films I watched last year, the more I just was like, I was enamored by how simple everything seemed um, in such a, like a complex, like beautiful way. Like the script is, is not fancy at all. It was very straightforward, but the way it is delivered and the way it was told is just like heart wrenching stuff. And, and it's, everyone's giving their a game this, this and everything everywhere were the two films where all their core four people got nominated for, uh, you know, best actor, actors, like supporting, supporting. Yeah. Um, and I think both of them top to bottom deserve it. Um, mm-hmm. I could go on and on about certain scenes of this movie that just like broke my heart in such like a beautiful, like great way. It, it just like such a, a simple thing that was made so beautifully. And it, it, it I, I really love it. I, I just think there's something about the simplicity of it that really, really got me. And, and I don't have another word right now. I'm sure I'll figure it out as we continue to talk about it in this matchup. But man, oh man, I, I just every time I think about it, it's great. Yeah. Alex, what do you think? Of this uh, honestly, this one was not my favorite. Um, mm. I And are you fucking kidding me? I think <laughs> the reason for it is that like the more I watched it, the I got in this mindset of like, man, this just feels like a movie made to get Oscar wins. And like, oh, I, like that's just the feel that I got from this movie of like, it's a period piece. It's like set in a foreign country. It's like got a character who's on the autism spectrum. Like it's a small social drama where like not too much really happens in it. Like that's just, and the more I like fell down this spiral of thinking this, I think it just like got worse and worse and it just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. I'm sure there's tons of stuff that I missed. Um, but like just while I was watching it, you, ca- you, you catch the part. With I the did. Fingers. I did catch the part with the fingers. Um, I okay, did cool. catch the part with the fingers. A lot of people miss that. Yeah. There's quite a few of those. Yeah. Parts. yeah. A, lot, a lot of people well, miss those. So they just, it know, just felt like a big shit. Two white men fighting over nothing. There's some drama there, and then it like ends, and nothing really happened. Is kind of the what I took away from this movie, and like great performances. Like huh. I love mm-hmm. Colin Farrell. I like Brendan Gleeson. Like fantastic performances. Um, I think Gary Condon did really well, but like she didn't have that much to do. Like they're just. I, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. 
this one left a bad taste in my mouth. It is an unfortunate thing, but also like I can I can see where you're coming from with some of the things you said. But I really like hey, it. So. <laughs> I, I think at the end of the day, this one just maybe wasn't for me, yeah. whatever. But like, I don't that I happens. don't disregard you guys for liking it. You know, it's just maybe not. You can me. if you want. I mean, yeah, you know what? Fuck you. Podcast this is a bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Double down. Double down. No, I like I it. Mean, I mean, like, like it. I, it's a good movie, right? Like it has weight. Mm-hmm. But I think like to me, whatever like feeling I got from it just kind of felt like, yeah. Well, it's up against something else on the other side, and boy, oh boy, am I excited to tell you about it. Um, It's going up against my second pick, which is Marcel, the show with shoes on. This is directed by Dean Fletcher Camp, uh, you know, came out last year, uh, 2022, and it's a story about Marcel, which is a one-inch tall shell, uh, living with his grandmother, Connie, the only residents of their town after their neighbor's sudden mysterious disappearance. Uh, When discovered by a guest among the clutter of his Airbnb, the short film he posts online brings Marcel millions of passionate fans and a new hope of reuniting with his uh, long-lost family. Uh, This is, of course, based on the Marcel the Shell videos they made before on YouTube, um, and it got, you know, featured treatment by A24, featured treatment, uh, and... It's, you know, a pseudo documentary style. It's animated mixed with like live action. Um, look, this, my, I think one of my more like, you know, I it's I don't really see it as a hot take, but it is like a, a different take is that I genuinely believe this should win best animated feature. I love Del Toro's Pinocchio. It was beautiful. It was amazing. Like the work behind it was fucking insane. Like gorgeous, gorgeous film. Um, Puss in Boots, people loved. Sea Beast, I just watched it recently. Genuinely really good movie. Turning Red, Matthew liked it. So I think that... <laughs> true, true. Thank you for putting the respect on my name. I did like Turning Red a lot. Um, I just think this was... This is another one where I watched it just because like, it just seemed like such a sweet, genuine time and I wanted to have that time. And I just left it like utterly gut-wrenched. Like, <clears throat> honestly... The reason why for these two movies is because such a simple thing. Like that, Marcel will say such simple things, but some reason coming from Marcel is just like uh, it just gets me. And um, it could be me. I, I could see people watching this be like, "I don't give a fuck about that little shell." <laughs> but I think it's really adorable, and I think the animation is really simply beautiful. Like I keep bringing up Del Toro's Pinocchio, but it's also because it's stop motion. Um, that they built everything, the sets and all that, and like, it's spectacular. The work is great. But I think the reserved nature of Marcel and how they did their stop motion, I think, was really beautiful and speaks to a lot of like indie filmmaking. And, you know, it's a dream of like if I was making YouTube shorts as a kid and then A24 approached me, was like, we want to make a movie out of your thing. And it was this sweet little message about family. And, you know, it, it just was beautiful. And I really loved I loved every game about it. Uh and I just wanted more people to see it because no one wanted to see it because no one wanted to pay money to watch this essentially elongated YouTube video. Um, I did. And now I made my friends watch it. And now I want to know what Alex thinks. Um, I thought this movie was really quaint and delightful. Um, they're okay. I've been dreading this matchup because I also have. Oh God, he hates both. <laughs> this also was not my favorite movie. Um, I've no! seen the like Marcel the Shell YouTube videos. Opens with quaint and delightful. Okay, so but here's my problem. <laughs> I mean, that's how he describes me, and he hates me off air. So. Oh, fair, <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Jay, sorry, we only do this the for the script. show. That's the only time we get together. <laughs> sorry, sorry, um, sorry, sorry, sorry about that. It, it's no, quaint ahead, and delightful, Alex. and I just I feel like it gets old. Um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I like I really enjoyed like I don't know the first five minutes of the movie, and Jesus, like Christ. it is. <laughs> Like almost like you could say the the <laughs> almost, length of a YouTube video, almost, uh, uh, the length of a YouTube video, and then it just like kept going yeah. for another hour and a half. I'm like, it's a good movie. <laughs> it's got a good message. It's sweet, but for me, it was just like I was just like checking my phone. When's it done? Kind of thing. Like it just kept going. Can I can I ask you one clarifying yes. question, Matt? Before we ask Matthew, did you see this with your? No, wife? I watched it alone. Okay, I think. I, I think she would have been um, on my side. Truth be told, I don't think my wife would have wanted to watch this movie. Damn it. <laughs> I, I just want... The man <laughs> tried to swing for the fences. I did. I did. Hey, man. We fight hey, about these movies. Dean Fleischkamp made this with his ex-wife, so... That's true. That's Isn't that crazy? Well. Yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah. yeah. Matthew, what do you think? You? Um, I think that this is... Uh, 
a delightful little slice of life. Oh, no. <laughs> but I've been dreading this matchup because I hate that little shell. I'm going to crunch it with my teeth and suck his insides out like Wait, I would fine. a good Why is Angry Matt just Gilbert Gottfried? <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I think this is delightful in a positive way. Um, it's it's a it's a nice little slice of life movie. I feel like it's the perfect movie that like you could just like get cozy in bed and throw on and yeah. just be like, yeah, there's just like a little guy vibing up there. Okay, yeah, you see the vision. Okay, I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but as far as the best animated <laughs> feature goes, <sighs> um, I already well, I didn't make my feelings clear, but yeah, make it clear. <laughs> you you vote I, for nine eleven. You're voting I, for nine eleven. I, I, I want to really make it like very clear. Turning red. You yeah. Know? <laughs> vote for nine eleven. It's fine. And Del Toro's Pinocchio. But no, I, I think that this is a good movie. I think it's such a cool opportunity as a creator to be like, hey, I made this little thing, and now it's a real big movie, um, which is cool. Like that's such a you you like. I'm sure incredibly unique experience. Um, I obviously don't know a lot about Dean Fleischkamp beyond the fact that. You know, he's a, uh, he's like, a, I don't know. Just don't look up his tweets from guy. 2010. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I have no idea. <laughs> and that he was married to Jenny Slate is about all I know about him. I mean, so was Chris Evans. Is that true? Do a, do a quick Google. I don't know if they were married, but they were together for a while. No, they weren't married. All but right. I'm sure they were together. I'm not too worried about it. It sounds like you're worried, dude. <laughs> Jenny's taken? What the <laughs> hell, dude? <laughs> um... Okay, yeah. well, you know what? what? Whatever to both of you. It, no, it, I said I like this movie. <laughs> well, what the hell's going yeah, on? Yeah, Matt, I don't Matt know. I'm so I glad you're on defensive. my side for this one. I got immediately defensive. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? I, go, I was going to go, like, okay, look, genuinely, I, I do believe both these films succeed for me and my viewership because I think they're both very simple movies that the delivery, like the execution of them is what puts them over the top. And I think that's a lovely concept for a film if you can get it right. For Banshees, if you don't have that cast, you're done. You're out. You, you, it will not succeed in the same way. I guarantee it. For Marcel, if you didn't like take your time like with your animation team and like did like the pseudo documentary style, like it was all about the style of how they did it, I also don't think it succeeds as well. Um, so I think that these are like really great simple ideas that they knew exactly what they needed to make it succeed. And I think that's beautiful and gorgeous. Um, and both these filmmakers clearly knew what they were doing with it. And I just want to applaud that before anything negative is said from here on. No, I mean, I think, I think oh. you're right. Um, I, I think my favorite thing about Marcel is how it uses the documentary style as like a front. So that way you get like these like little vignettes and then you can like use that and where like normally documentary style is like very like nitpicky like cutting and pasting like to put a message that the documentary documentarian wants to put out like because of the way this film is made it lets you like rather than being like a produced image of like marcel's life and everything it, um in the like smaller moments or like the secret filming moments it kind of gives you like true it, it feels more authentic of like what you're getting from the from the characters and stuff, which is like really playing into how quaint and delightful it is. And that's really nice. Um, like, I, I think that is done really well. I should say you should say, thank you. <laughs> that's good. Thank you. Appreciate that. What's one nice thing that you want to say? Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, again, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't the, know. The, else the, do Jake, the Jake pressing me for nice things to say is making me be like, Hmm. <laughs> How my much hole, did I like this? My hole is dug. Oh god, the shovel. Man, man has to do this to this to eh, man has to do this to himself at least once per bracket. Once per bracket, I gotta just <laughs> take my fucking yeah, whatever. Um, so as far as comparisons go, obviously a man, a movie where a man cuts his fingies off because he doesn't want to talk to the guy his neighbor anymore mm -hmm. and and then the, banshees um <laughs> yeah and then the movie with or nice. the tiny horse i guess jenny oh um jenny. um and then marcel the shell with shoes on about a cute little shell are like 
inherently somewhat hard to compare. Um, but there is this like it's weird. I feel like there is like a as cozy as Marcel the Shell with shoes on is. I think there are some elements of like quiet tragedy. Oh my um, god, yeah. That, that the film carries through it. Obviously, like the apparent one is via Marcel himself um, and being like, yeah, I don't have my family anymore. Um, but but these like, are my shoes, you know. Yeah, I still got, you know, um, Nana. I still got Grandma Shell and she, she's she's taking care of me. And like, I feel safe in that. Um, but then also, like, there's this I don't even know what word to use to describe it, but going on with the fake documentarian mm-hmm. there's yeah, also like whole... a weird angle of quiet tragedy yeah. as well like i and and right. that is is a shared element that i think is so fascinating that like on surface level you would never tie these two movies together but like the idea of dealing with quiet tragedy i think mm-hmm. permeates both of these pretty pretty heavily no 100 percent, and i'm actually really glad you brought that up because i i do think marcel has this hidden like just the way they talk about grief whether it's about like death uh or about like grief of a loved one or like stuff that just doesn't work out or just this loss is really heavy and, and, and apparent a lot of times and um i actually look at two scenes and these are big spoilers so for both these movies. So again, if you haven't watched them, which I do encourage uh, with the content warning added for Banshees, Barry's uh, Barry's scene, his monologue uh, with uh, Carrie, where he, uh, I forgot the two actual names. Um, Shoban and um, Dominic. Dominic, Shoban and Dominic, uh, where they're at the sea. And it's uh, after Dominic Ooh. finally, or after Dominic, like kind of said, fuck you to, uh, Podrick, because uh, he was like, oh, my God, you, you were you're not a nice guy. <laughs> like you did something really mean and awful. And he thought the one person was like helping him. And he just got outed for like what his father abusing him. Um, and he's kind of having nothing to live for because he thought he had Podrick and all this stuff. He goes to Shoban and he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to shoot my shot. And he shoots a shot and she, you know, very politely and heartbreakingly says no. And just the monologue that he delivers there. Masterclass in acting, in my opinion. Barry like really nails that monologue, um, and Carrie delivers it right back, like in a very beautiful, simple way. Again, um, and then you find him dead, and you yeah. know it could be that he got murdered. It could be he fell somewhere. It could be whatever. I you can read it a bunch of different ways. It's very implied to me that he he no longer wanted to continue living, um, yes. and but it was off screen. And yes, we find like his body, whatever. And then you go with Marcel, and I thought. Nana, uh, again, another big spoiler, when she passes and that beautiful thing they do off screen where uh, Marcel recites that poem or that uh, passage of um, some book that, you know, they love together. Or it was either Nana or Marcel um, with the documentary and, and Marcel finally getting her dream and like being on air and doing all that stuff with Nana passing. I thought was just like hauntingly beautiful as well. And it really impacted me. And to successfully portray uh, death and grief in in these very small instances, both literally and figuratively. Um, I just thought it was really well handled and and really well done, and not like gratuitous and a really beautiful way to um, talk about death, whether it's in a very tragic way or in a very like you know it was their time way. But does does that make sense? Kind of yeah, what I'm getting at. I think like the moment for Marcel yeah, yeah. that really sticks out to me is when uh, he like uses his marker and colors his shoes black. Like that's such a small oh, yeah. moment, but it like that one, that one hit me in the feels. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it is pulling a piece of the, the language you're using earlier that Banshees is a, a small movie. I, I think rings very true. Like, obviously it is big in terms of its allegorical ambition. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it is talking about the Irish civil war mm-hmm. and, especially and specifically through Shoban and Dominic, it's like the people that are hurt by the byproducts of such a conflict, like mm-hmm. that, you know, the people closest to you, the, the families, the innocent, etc. But on like an actual character level, I, I, I think that is one of the most powerful scenes in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, again, beyond the allegorical veil here, th- there is this kindred nature to to Chauvin and Dominic like they are people in some ways that are just like 
not meant for the tiny island they live on. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dominic just reads that very different differently than Choban does. Um, and I very much agree with you. I, I think the movie heavily implies that Dominic kills himself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even going as far as like he crafted the hook that they pull him out of the water mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he um, said he found that hook and like it was the whole thing in the bait. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it is, again, like this idea of like small moments like that, that, that to like, not that I'm like refuting you not liking the movie, Alex, but I think it is like bits and pieces are, are scattered through this film um, that make it so much more than just like a simple Oscar bait, at least in my opinion. Like it, it is a thoroughly grounded experience um but it it like it is shockingly well done in all of its bits and pieces of execution from great performances um to like even the writing i think is really really tight um through and through super tight no i I love the script um and and i i also appreciate that there's a lot there are a lot of different ways that you can read the intent Mm -hmm. of um in particular columns actions Mm -hmm. um like, is it truly this aspirational quality of what he wants to spend the rest of his life on? Is it some deep shame within himself that, like, he will never amount to the musical capabilities he thinks he should? So he uses Patrick as a an excuse um, to yeah, as a, a scapegoat to, to be like, I'm mutilating myself. I can't play, and it's your fault. Um, when really he was just never good enough. Like, like even beyond the allegorical veil, there are still like so many capable, or there's so many possible readings that I think the film goes as far as to justify. Um, and I just think that's really cool. I like this movie a lot. I think you're really cool. I think, I, I think, think you're, you're cool. both really cool. And I'm sorry that I don't like this nice. movie very much. No, it's okay. Would that, you let Marcel live in your, your yeah, doors? For sure. No. Fuck. Well, <laughs> you're like, I can't take all those modifications he's going to make to my home. Yeah. No, he's a menace. <laughs> he's, he's an absolute menace. If I like was renting an Airbnb and I my like long term partner just left me and I like was like going through like a mental crisis and like I needed to film the movie, yeah, that'd be fine. Any other circumstance? I don't so know. here's something that I think is kind of interesting with these two movies. They're both like in a very strange way, like little slice of life films. <laughs> like yeah. we like yeah. in Marcel, we get like obviously in the documentary style, like all the different ways that like Marcel like is growing, uh, Marcel and her, her, uh, Nana are growing, you know, uh, vegetables or whatever, or how they like get up the furniture, like how they roll around in the little things. Mm-hmm. And then in, in Banshees, you get so many scenes of, uh, Colin Farrell, just like walking around town, like walking to the pub, walking down to Colin's house, like walking to the beach. God, uh, I want that life. life. It's just, it's, they're both, I think, in, they have these, like, quiet, quaint moments of just, like, this is what life is. Uh, And I think it's interesting. Mm -hmm. No, I think they both make these very simple, whenever I say that, I I mean it in, like, the best way possible. Uh, Just a very simple, like, this is how my life is, and this is what I'm, like, doing about it. And um, I just think, I love that kind of filmmaking. Like, I, I, I get the broader spectrum and like really reaching across and getting like a big message for like people who a lot of people who get a message but sometimes you know sometimes we feel small and it isn't necessarily a bad thing or, or sometimes it feels like we are in one space and uh the only thing that matters is this like one little thing that's happening in the grand scope of the universe and i love that that's great i think Patrick and marcel would get along Oh yeah! Oh, totally. I don't think Marcel would ever oh, yeah. get bored of Podrick. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel like is where he's at in life is just like he just wants you know like they both just kind of want to hang out. They're both <laughs> they happy do. where they're at, you know. Yeah, they like do that just is want to hang. I feel like the more we've talked about these two movies, the more I have convinced they... myself that like they're actually great to compare. Yeah, <laughs> like, I actually do. They are in the slice of life energy and the. And the central, like, mental guiding paradigm for both of their leads is just, like, I like where I'm at in life. That's wild. (laughs) Jenny Slate, Jenny the Donkey, let's talk about it. What the hell? Let's fucking talk about it. No, I'm telling you, this, like, I 
I am so happy that I'm in the camp of I loved both these movies, but I'm also very sad because I genuinely loved both these movies, and I'm I don't gotta, know we have I, to part ways. We got to part with ways with one of them, and I don't know. Well, after our conversation, oh. I know which way I want to vote. This man, okay. Iron Fist, he I'm rules ready. with an like, Iron I'm ready. Like I know, I I make decisions. You're and just I'm there. like the Academy. <laughs> you are just <laughs> like the Academy. Hey. We, he is the audience surrogate here, and you know what the Academy loves to do is please the audience. Am I right, fellas? Yeah, that's fellas? why the Disney movie always yeah. wins the animated picture. True. Ain't no way it wins this time. <laughs> so I think at the end of the day, I get what you're saying about Banshees having a lot of like little moments that are like really thoughtful details. But for me, those moments don't push hard enough and I don't get enough out of them. Like at the end when he's found with pulled out of the lake with the hook, like it's just, it's not enough for me. Um, and so I think at the end of the day, I like what I got from Marcel more than Banshee's. So I am voting for Marcel. Your opinion is valid. Oh my God. His teeth are, his teeth are right he's now. He burying his teeth like a mad Why dog. I you literally go, oh God. Um, I guess I can I can take it away from here. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and um, my vote is for Banshees of Ben Sheeran. Um, I think it's such a spectacular movie uh, that I love very much. All you, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> um, genuinely, both these films crawled into my brain. And it's an expression I use often when I like talk about movies because because the ones that crawl in there ooh, i love it when they crawl in there crawl all in there yum 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 um <laughs> i don't know where i'm at right now um and maybe that's the reason why i'm actually gonna vote banshees uh i'll vote in banshees to move forward and and not often does it happen that there is a to one split and the person who pitched the movie did not vote for their own movie. But um, look, I, I love both the movies. If anything, I just wanted to talk about Marcel and I wanted someone else, like other people to watch it. And hopefully you audience feel inspired to watch it too. Cause it generally is a really just like, if you just need a sweet, simple time, that is the movie to watch um, in my opinion. And I love it, but I think Banshees, there's just something extra there that, that really, it really tickled a gear inside me and, and, you know, I want to talk about it more and maybe, maybe between Matthew and I, we can, we can tickle, tickle Alex's crevices and unlock Yeah. If something. you can like tickle down in my nooks and crannies and dig something mm-hmm. ethereal out of my soul. Um, look, I, yeah, I am yeah. not opposed to liking Banshees. I just need a reason to. <laughs> <laughs> what a like scathing review. Like what, what, like a, like if you were a reviewer, that would hurt me. If you watched a film that I made, <laughs> Where it's like, I desperately, like, you know, want to like it. Like, you know, I, I I would love to like it. Just, like, give me a reason. Any reason. I was like, fuck! That's where I'm at. Yeah. With that, um, Banshees of Insurance advances. It will face off against uh, everything everywhere all at once um, in our semi-final. Um, however, next week... Dreading we us. <laughs> another side of the mat. We've got another side of the bracket with four more movies. This is a more um, feral half of the bracket, I would say. Yeah, I don't... I don't. We have Bullet Train <laughs> versus Morbius. Fucking nuts. Which one which, of you did it? Which one of you did uh, it? The whodunit of the Tough Cut podcast <laughs> one you for this it? week is who pitched Morbius? <laughs> did it? Which one? I, it was not me. Only one of us has seen it, and I know okay, who I, I have it seen it, but I saw it after it was decided that it was going to be in the podcast. I did not put this I movie in this just, podcast. I I just have like a bad feeling in my bones, in my jimmies. Like, I just don't know. I don't when know. Did you see the movie? Well... <laughs> um and then in the second half of that episode we've got barbarian versus rrr yo another fun ride so fun have you guys watched barbarian yet no not yet i am ready to pop off for justin long barbarian is a hell of a time man i'm i'm very excited next week should be the fun episode i had Um, i had a blast today yeah so 
If you enjoyed today's episode, rate and review the show on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. You can follow us on social media at Tough Cut Pod. We're on all of them. Um, If you liked what you heard, who should they share the episode with? The smallest friend you have. Yeah, send it to your smallest friend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that can be much like the big bracket, small in any number of ways. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm getting a lot of reviews sent my way. (laughs) Nice. Uh, You guys get it? Small in spirit. Yeah. Because you're willing to do anything. Uh, Well, okay. Is that what small in spirit would be? I don't know. No, 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 no. Let let, let him cook. Let him cook. (laughs) I'm going to start roasting. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you guys can figure out who put Morbius in the bracket, please save us, audience. No, um, let us know because we will be kicking them off the bracket. Yeah. Whoever whoever it is, we're going to do a full invest. HR has been contacted. Um, Whoever it is. Uh, Swear to God, if it's our fucking intern, I I would. No, I was going to say good news for our intern because whichever one of us is kicked off is getting replaced by Jimmy. Hmm. (sighs) Wow. See, you pretty can't fucking say convenient that... for Jimmy. <laughs> can't say that the tough cut doesn't have an intern to full time uh, return rate. Well, unless they're our scapegoat, we'll see what happens. That's true. Fucking Jimmy, I'm on to you, motherfucker. All right, we'll fucking see you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>